Merry Christmas. Welcome to Christmas Eve services. Okay, I got, a, I got a quick message for you guys tonight entitled, Jesus Who? Because you know what? Sadly enough, that video we just watched right there, that is what a lot of people think at Christmas time, right? That all you can remember and all that you can think of is that little baby Jesus in the manger, and maybe you've got a, a scene on your lawn or something like that, and just Christmas comes around, it's like the warm fuzzies, it's all about, it's all about that baby Jesus. Well, I think that there's a lot more to him than that. And so tonight's just real quick message is we're going to look at scripture. We're going to look at the Bible and we're going to see who Jesus really was and maybe kind of get some of us to think like, well, what does Jesus mean to me? Because a lot of us, we, um, we know about him, we hear about him, we celebrate Christmas, but we don't really understand who he actually really is. And maybe it's time we just gave it some thought, you know, I'm not going to push you to just throw your life in or whatever tonight, but just like maybe think about who he actually is. We actually uh, found this video online, and we're going to cue that one up in a minute here, of just uh, people interviewing uh, college students, I believe, in, in the mainland somewhere, just on who is Jesus? What are your thoughts on Jesus Christ? Uh, what does he mean to you? So I want you guys to take a look, and maybe you can relate to some of these answers. Can we roll that video right now? Take a look at this. Who do you believe the person of Jesus Christ to be? That's a tough question. He's the main guy for Christianity, I guess. He's cool. Jesus Christ. Who is he to you? He's just Jesus, man. I don't know. He's just, this is a cool guy, man. He's awesome. A carpenter from 2,000 years ago. A Jew, definitely. And yeah, he was a reformer, but I don't believe him to be the Messiah at all. Now, who do you believe Jesus Christ to be? Ooh, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, I believe he existed, um, but I believe that he might have been like a rock star, like you know, pretty cool. Like maybe people thought he was super cool, but I don't believe in him as like a religious force. He's a person in history. That's all. It's a comfy story that probably makes people feel secure. Who do I believe Jesus Christ to be? Like what kind of question is that? Who is, is, he, to, is he anything to you at all? Or what's your thoughts? I mean, he's a religious figure. He uh, had, I mean, he obviously had a good message to send. I don't know if I, he's not my savior, but he's, he was a good guy for sure. Jesus Christ to be. I think Jesus Christ pretty much is um, who you believe yourself to be. I think Jesus Christ was a magician. I mean, he studied, you know, he studied in the Far East, kind of like David Blaine, but like he had way cooler tricks. He's a dead man um, who um, had an enormous impact on the world. Right. Uh, said a lot of wise things um, and uh, was the man of his time. He's like God that you can talk to, I guess. Like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, God that you can talk to. I mean, when I pray, I pray. I just say, like, God, and I say, like, thank you, Jesus. But, yeah, I think that they're both kind of listening. It's kind of like conference call. <laughs> Who do you believe Jesus Christ to be? Jesus Christ? Uh... I don't know, the savior? <laughs> Guy from history. Who is Jesus Christ? John McCain is Jesus Christ. I, I believe in the historic personage of Jesus, but I don't, I don't really buy into the water and to wine. A person, that, a historical figure, that's it. To me, he's a guy that I guess he, he started a, a thing with some people and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it turned into something he didn't intend and uh, you know, that sucks, but um, you know, he meant, he meant well. I think Jesus Christ is everybody. Everybody? Um, yeah. 
don't know. I think everyone. I think that everyone has a little bit of Jesus in them, or God, or something like that. No, I believe in God, but I don't know who it is. I just think I just think it's, it's someone uh, above us, you know. Jesus Christ is. I mean, obviously, a very important historical figure, but for me, that's kind of where it ends. He definitely did not die for my sins. Mm-hmm. Maybe existed. I don't believe that he's gonna save me or any of this sort. But I don't mind that other people believe that. I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe there is such a person. I actually don't know yet. Um, it's just something that I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I believe in and what me- what it really means to me to even have a religion right now. Was that interesting? Hello, hello. There we go. Was that interesting? You know, you could you could say, man, I came to a Christmas service and I want to hear the warm message of Jesus and everything like that, but uh, this is the reality of the world we live in and just people possibly in this room right now. And there's nothing uh, judgmental about that. It's just the fact that we aren't fully informed of who Jesus really is in our lives. Amen? It's not like, oh, you're wrong, you're this. It's just a matter of, I want to call it to attention tonight, the fact that some of us don't really, really know what's going on when Christmas time rolls around. And we, we all celebrate Christmas. And you know what the reality is? It's, it's probably pretty funny, is that every one of those people in that video, they celebrate Christmas. But that's their thoughts on the Christ in Christmas, that they just, they just don't know. And I, I hope that if I can give you anything tonight, it's just a little bit more information and a little bit more thought to who Jesus actually is and who he could be in your life and that you would just at least consider that. Because here's... Here's what I, um, I think about Christmas. Christmas equals Jesus. Christmas actually is because of Jesus. That's what we're celebrating in the first place, right? And I think it's, it's interesting to think that, you know, we celebrate birthday parties, um, but it would be weird to celebrate the, a birthday party and you don't even know the birthday boy. And <laughs> so I think Christmas is a reminder to all of us that who Jesus is and that you can't just celebrate the party without really knowing the person is just not the same. How many of you guys have ever been to a party where you're celebrating someone's birthday, but you weren't really the friend of the party? You kind of came with someone else. Anybody ever went to those, how awkward that is? Yeah. Is it kind of weird? And we do that in Hawaii a lot, right? Because everyone's just always opening up their house and luau's and parties and stuff like that. But how many of you have ever been that, that other guy that's like, I'm just kind of the wedding crasher, right? I'm just kind of the friend of the friend. And, and, and it's a weird situation. And I think Christmas is that to us sometimes is that we celebrate this thing and we don't really know the guest of honor. We don't really have the relationship. And there's, there's something missing when you go to the party and you're just there for the food. And it's like, oh, so how well do you know so-and-so? And you're like, um, past the poke. This is pretty nice, you know? And you're just there and you don't know what you're there for. And so I want to I kind of take it back and I want to talk to you guys tonight just about what they thought of Jesus at his birth. What did people think? Why is it such a big deal? Why should we today, we're celebrating a birthday, do we really even know the birthday boy? I want to get right into the Christmas story, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase it because there's a lot to it, and if I read it all, it would take forever. This is a short service, but here's the Christmas story because you know what? Sometimes you go to church, and we get creative with the angle. We're going to talk about Christmas, and we never even talk about the Christmas story. Here's the real stuff that happened. And so I want you just to bear with me. Here's the different people and how they responded to Jesus at his birth. First of all, it started off with, if you don't know, Zechariah and Elizabeth, a couple. Uh, Zechariah was a priest. He was an old, old guy, old wife, unable to conceive. They wanted to have kids. They couldn't have kids. 
the angel Gabriel come, came along, and this is how kind of the whole Christmas story starts. The angel Gabriel says, hey, Zechariah, you know what? God has found you faithful. He honors you. You're old. Your wife is old, but guess what? She was barren before, but she's going to have a kid, and you're going to name him John. He's going to grow up to be John the Baptist. He's going to be anointed by God to prepare the way of the Messiah who is coming, Jesus Christ. So this angel comes and says all of this, and, and Zechariah kind of goes, you know what? I, I don't believe that. How can that be? We're super old, right? And angel goes, oh, shame on you for talking back. And so you know what he did? You're not going to be able to talk until the baby is born. And so Zechariah instantly, miraculously, he couldn't talk anymore. So now here's the same, now this, uh, this angel comes along. Gabriel talks to Mary, Mary who he knows, the mother of God. She's a relative of Elizabeth. And in the, Mary, she, the angel says to Mary, you are going to become pregnant by the Holy Spirit. You're going to give birth to a baby. And it's not because of, your husband or anything, you are just going to become supernaturally pregnant. You're going to give birth to Jesus, who is the Son of God. And you know how Mary responds to the news of, of this? She's just filled with awe and humility, and she says, I'm here to serve you, Lord, whatever you want. She understood this Jesus person has got a big impact. He's going he's gonna to be something big. So Mary goes to see Elizabeth, who then prophesies, and when Mary shows up, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. She's pregnant six months with John the Baptist, right? She sees Mary, and she instantly is filled with the Holy Spirit. She prophesies, and she says, Mary, how blessed are you to be carrying you are the mother of our Lord and Savior, right? And it says that this, this is an interesting thing. When Mary walks in to greet them, John the Baptist, at six months old, inside the womb of Elizabeth, actually leaps with joy. Even the baby was affected by the news that Jesus was on the way. This is, this is heavy. This is how people were affected in Scripture with Jesus, and this is what happened. So Mary, so blessed that she, that Elizabeth tells her, hey, you're going to be carrying the Son of God, Mary breaks out in praise and she sings this song in scripture that we have called the Magnificent, which is just basically a praise song to God for using her and for blessing her and that the Messiah is coming. Okay, now here's what happens next is Elizabeth gives, gives birth. Zechariah, they're gonna name him. Hey, we should name him after his dad, Zechariah. And, and Zechariah can't speak, but he says, no. Well, what should we call him then? Give me something to write with. And so he writes down his name is gonna be John. And from that moment on, Zechariah can speak again. And John the Baptist is born um, Zechariah then immediately begins to prophesy and to give praise to Jesus Christ. Then an angel comes along and speaks to Mary's husband-to-be, to Joseph, the father of Jesus, and tells him about, you know what, the, the Holy Spirit's going to come along, and you know what, don't divorce her. She didn't get pregnant from another guy. You stick with her. This is a God thing. And so Joseph is like humbled. He's in awe, and he says, you're to name this child Jesus he is going to be the savior of the world. So here's Joseph's response to Jesus. He obeyed. He committed to the relationship. He was following and trusting God. They left Nazareth in Galilee to go to Bethlehem because there was a census. And the baby was born there, stayed with the animals. He was born in a manger. I'm just kind of bringing you guys up to speed. Is this okay? We're just kind of going over the facts here. Then the next person to respond to Jesus was the shepherds. There were shepherds tending their flocks nearby in Bethlehem that night. An angel shows up, and in Luke 2, verses 10 to 11, he says this, and I think we got the words over here. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. It will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, Messiah, Lord God, has been born tonight lying in a manger in Bethlehem. And then the heavenly host suddenly joins in. There's one angel. Suddenly there's all of the armies of heaven. These shepherds are just tripping out in their little field at night. And all of a sudden, all the angels light up the sky. And they come and they, they begin to sing. And they sing this in Luke 2.14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace 
and goodwill towards man. The shepherds made their way. They found the baby lying in the manger. They told everyone about it. And here's their response to Jesus. They praised him. They glorified God. They were, they were blessed to know that the Savior had arrived, that this Jesus had showed up. And then here's the, here's the other guys in the, in the Jesus story, in the, in the birth story, is the wise men. You heard about them, and we always think there's three of them, but really scripture says, no, they listed three gifts that they, they brought, frankincense, myrrh, and gold, but there's probably 10 or more of these learned men, these people that were studying the astronomy, and they were following the star. They came from far away, as many as like 800 miles away in Persia, probably took them over a month to travel all the way to this little little village, this little Bethlehem. Then it says they followed this star all the way over there. And what did they do? What was their response to Jesus? They worshiped him and they gave him gifts. And then you see that a few days later, about 33 days later, Mary and Joseph took their little baby Jesus to the temple to have, he was circumcised and then they had Mary go through a purification process and a dedication process to dedicate this baby to the Lord. And there's this old man there by the name of Simeon. Simeon was an old, godly man that was, all, was full of the Holy Spirit. He was praying all the time. He was doing the, the work of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit had told him, Simeon, you know what? You're old, but you are not going to die until you see the Messiah coming into this world. And so he was so stoked. He knew that this baby, this Jesus, was the Messiah of God. So he grabbed him. He held him. He prophesied over him at the temple. And this is what he said. And Luke 2.29, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. He is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. In other words, Mary was going to be cut to the heart in grief because one day her son, who was going to grow up to be the son of God to do all of this, was going to be hung upon the cross, and she was going to witness it. And that got fulfilled later on, we read in Scripture, that happened. And then while they're at the temple talking to this old man, Simeon, who just prophesied, there's this lady named Anna that shows up. She's 84 years old. Her husband had long since died, and she lived at the temple day and night just serving God and fasting and praying. She was devoted to God. When she saw this baby, how did she respond? She started praising God. She started telling everybody the good news. The Savior is here. Oh, my gosh, this is a big deal. Everything changes at this point from here on out. And here's another person that responded to Jesus. This is all in the Jesus being born, his birth story, the King Herod at the time. He had heard the prophecies that a king was going to show up, and the wise men said, this baby that's born in Bethlehem now, he's going to be the king of the Jews. So Herod, because he was jealous, he was threatened by him. He reacted, although not in a good way. You know what he did? He went on a rampage. He sent his soldiers to go into Bethlehem and to kill every baby, two, every baby boy that was two years old or younger, wipe them all out because he didn't want this Jesus to be born. So he was impacted by the fact that Jesus was there. Joseph and Mary took baby Jesus, they escaped to Egypt, and they waited him out until the time when King Herod actually died, then they came back when it was safe to come back. But here's what I want you to catch, that's the the Jesus birth story in a nutshell. Here's the deal, Jesus coming to this planet, he impacted people's lives. People who knew about him, they responded either against him, trying to kill him, or the other people all just sat there, they glorified God, they humbled themselves, they reacted, they knew that this was a big deal. And here's kind of the word for tonight, the message tonight. 
Christmas is all about Jesus. I mean, you guys came to church. I'm a pastor. What do you think I'm going to talk about? But Christmas is all about Jesus and how we respond to him. And there's a lot of us that have those opinions, like in that video. I'm not sure. He's a good guy. Maybe he's not the Savior, whatever. But when you really get to know Jesus, it can change your life. It just impacted all of these guys' lives. Um, you go to these, these birthday parties, and what you, you feel at the birthday party is, is I go to a birthday party for my friends, and suddenly I'm reminded of all the memories I have of my friend. You know, I'm celebrating someone's party, and I'm reminded, reminded of all the good times and how this person has affected my life and all the different stuff that we've gone through, the adventures and all of this together. Christmas, we need to see it as this. It's a reminder of who Jesus is in our lives. And for some of us, it's actually who he could be. Because some of us, we don't have much to say. We're like, well, I don't know. I just, I celebrate the party. I'm at the party. I'm here for the, the good stuff, but I don't really know the birthday boy. See, I hope that you guys would get to the point tonight, and all I'm doing is just sharing a little bit about Jesus, but where you'd at least be interested to find out, maybe I need to get to know the birthday boy. I celebrate his birthday every year. Maybe I need to know. Have you ever had thoughts on heaven and hell? Have you had thoughts on eternity? Ever have thoughts on, I wish I could find purpose in my life. I wish I could find meaning. And it's fun to celebrate the holidays. But is there anything else that there's more to it than that? I went to a party once in Australia. This is my story. This is kind of weird. I got invited to this party in Australia. And I was the guy that was the friend of the friend at the party. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's like, you have no really idea and connection to these people. But you're the friend of the friend. So we went to this party. I was visiting at a church conference, and some of our other friends had, had made friends with the son of this family and had stayed at the house before, and, and we got invited along. And they were saying, we're going to cook dinner for you and have a party for you guys and host all you Hawaii guys, and, and we're going to do this big party. And so I thought, well, that's cool. You know, we're friends of the friends, and we'll go along, and it's going to be neat. And when we got there, it was kind of awkward because we didn't know anybody. We're sitting there, and it seems like a nice family, a nice house. And they started getting everything together, and people started showing up. There's a lot of food, and I'm thinking, Wow, they're throwing a neat party for us. It looks like there's a lot of people here. That's really all I knew. And then as the, before the party got started, they actually said, hey, Carl, you're the pastor. Why don't you go ahead and pray over everything that's going on here tonight? So I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's cool. I can pray. I'm fine with praying. No big deal. I just didn't know all the information. So I prayed. Lord, thanks for the food, and thanks for our time here together, and Lord, Lord, what a blessing that these people are blessing us by giving us this party and, you know, presenting us with all this food and everything. Oh, that's really neat. So the party progresses on, and there's a lot that I didn't know. I was celebrating a party. I didn't really get what was going on. After the prayer and everything, I, I started to figure out, well, there's a lot of people coming, and this one girl seems to be like a little dressed up and everything. And along the way, I came to, found, come to find out it was their daughter's 18th birthday party. And I didn't pray for her at all. I had no idea. I thought, this is just some party for us. Uh, that's kind of neat, you know, a barbecue or whatever. And as the night began to progress, everyone's coming, giving presents, you know, giving, w- wishing well and all of this stuff. And it's not just a party for us. There's like 100 people that showed up, right? And we don't know any of them. So it was... In, I guess, I don't know how it happened. I just didn't know. But there was somewhat of a connection that we were there for the party. But really, there was this awesome thing going on for their daughter. And I felt so dumb because I did not. And I'm just embarrassed. And oh my gosh, God, I wish I, I knew. And as I'm watching the night progress, I watch all of these people come. And it was one of the coolest parties to be at because this family just had so many people that loved them. 
And as I was watching all the guests, and I'm just feeling, man, I don't even know these people. This is really neat. But as I'm, I'm sitting there going, I, I didn't pray for the girl. And look at all our friends from school that showed up. And there's like two parties going on, the young kids outside and the older people inside. And there's like music. People are dancing and singing. And I'm just like, this is really cool. I wish that I knew this girl better. And I wish that I knew this family better because I could be having the time of my life like all of these other people whose lives were affected by this girl and her family. And you know what, guys? This is what it is sometimes with us on Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the one that died on a cross for us, that that baby actually grew up to impact people's lives for all of eternity, to change people's lives. And a lot of times, all we are is showing up to the party and we don't know the birthday boy. And what Jesus is saying, he's not like that party that I was at where it's like, oh, it's hard for me to get to know these people and I live all the way in Hawaii. What Jesus says is this, I actually want all of you to know me. I am here to get to know you. You're invited to my party. I don't want you just to enjoy the celebration and the food and the good stuff. Get to know me because the party gets that much better. If I would have known that girl and the family that much better, that party could have been incredible for me. You guys know what I'm saying here? And if you get to know Jesus Man, it gets good. Here's what scripture says about Jesus. Matthew 1.23 says, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, I gotta tell you guys just really briefly, I'm blessed because I know the birthday boy at Christmas time. And there's some of you guys in this room that you can attest to that and you can go, man, I'm so glad he's not just a baby in the manger. I'm so glad he's not eight pounds, six ounce, little infant Jesus wrapped up cute and cuddly, but still omnipotent. I am so proud <laughs> And blessed by the fact that I come to the party every year, in fact, every day, and I know who's a guest of honor. And he's real in my life. And he is Emmanuel, God with us. This is where I used to be separated from God because of sin in my life. The Bible's very clear on that. But when Jesus came and he hit the scene and I chose to throw my hat in the ring with him and follow him and believe in him, suddenly now I have a personal relationship with God. That means God with us. Where I go, God goes because I know Jesus Christ. I know the birthday boy. And that is available for you as well if you would just look into it and dig in and see who he is. The God that's out there becomes a God that is right here. Isaiah 9, 6, the prophecy about Jesus said, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called, and it lists some names, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And I gotta tell you guys, there's, there's no better choice than to choose Jesus and to get to know him when these things can be real in your life. Do I go through problems as a pastor? Absolutely. As a Christian? Yeah, I totally do. But you know what? I've got someone on my side now because I know the guest of honor. I know the birthday boy. He's walking and living in my life. I've got a wonderful counselor. There's times I don't know what's going on in my life and I'm freaked out and, and I have no answers. But you know what I do? I call in the name of Jesus. I pray to him. I, see, I didn't lay my life down for no reason for part of a, a religion or some kind of a cool, nice people experience. I actually know the birthday boy. I know the God in heaven. I know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So when I'm, I'm trying to come up with answers because my life's falling apart, you know what I do? I go to the wonderful counselor and he gives me advice and he allows me to speak into other people's lives and they're going, Carl, how do you know that? That's like, that's amazing. You blessed my life and it, it's not me. It's that counselor I have. It's Jesus. He speaks into my life. When I look at the words here, the mighty God, you know what? I've seen 
miracles because I know Jesus Christ. Because we pray for people. I've seen cancer wiped out. I've seen broken bones fixed. I've seen relationships that were on the verge of divorce and, and just people leaving each other mended and put back together because of the birthday boy, because of this person that I know is not a baby anymore, but he is a grown-up. He's a risen Savior. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords, and he controls everything. So I don't know what I'm saying here, guys, is I'm not trying to pull any punches. I want you to know the birthday boy. That's all I'm saying. I want you to know what Christmas is really all about. I want you to at least think about, if you don't know Jesus, give it some thought. He could possibly be the answer to all the problems that you've been having. He's our everlasting father. How many of you guys know me in this room and you know that I have an amazing father? Come on, anybody heard of Ralph Moore before? The guy's a legend. He's awesome. And I'm proud to call him my dad, my father. But you know what God says? I'm even better than that. What? But Ralph is good. My dad is awesome. And God goes, I want you to know that I'm your everlasting father through the love of Jesus Christ. You can have a dad that is always proud of you, that never blames you, that never gives up on you, that is always there to protect you. In your hardest times when life comes around and just nails you, you've got a God that loves you because Jesus came and he allowed us to know the father. He is the prince of peace. I've been through some stuff in my life, probably like you guys, and you've suffered with hurt and with loss and with heartache. And it's so good to know in those times when there's nothing else I can turn to. I turn to Jesus and this peace washes over me. And I'm not saying this because I have to. I'm saying this because I know Jesus and he changed my life and he can bring that to you too. Amen? Amen. And I believe in it with all my heart. And my, my main message tonight, just short, is get to know the birthday boy. And how do you guys, you know, when you show up to a party and you're like, how do I get to know that person? I wish I knew him better because this is a cool party. I just, I don't know him. You know, one of the ways you get to know him? Through his friends. I don't know that birthday, but well, you know what? Hang out with his friends. They'll introduce you. So one of the ways we get to know Jesus is talk to other people that know him. Hang out with them. Ask questions. How do I get to know? Is that stuff real in your life? Hang out with his friends. See what's, what's going on. Another way to, to find out how to get to know this Jesus person, you know, if I don't know some, something about someone or some subject, I go look it up. I read it up. I Google it, right? I go and I look at it. Well, how do I get to know? What, what is this thing all about? What is this person all about? And Jesus actually goes, you know, there's a book all about me. There's a book written all about me. Go check that thing out, and you'll get to know me a little bit more. And another way that you get to know someone, you want to hang out, I don't know, the, the guest of honor, how do I hang out with them? Go hang out where they hang out. Go to church. Go hang out with, with other Christians. Get to know this person that wants to do so much in your life, that wants to bring you back to a relationship with God. Um, Jesus who, to answer the question in our lives, that Jesus can actually be so much more than he is to you right now. And I'm not talking to people that have, don't usually go to church. I'm talking about people that we've known them a long time. We fall into the category sometimes of going to parties and remembering how good of a friend we have in that person that we never talk to, we never call all throughout the year. I've got people in my life that I consider some of my best friends and I never talk to them. But once in a while, I'll hook up with them like at a party and I'll be reminded, man, how come I'm not hanging out with these people more? These people are a blessing in my life. And Jesus says, don't make Christmas like that. If you're a Christian in the room, don't have such a stale relationship that it's only once in a while, the Christmas, the Easter, maybe once a week at church, that you talk to Jesus who can change your life. Make sure you're in with him all the time. And so just hang out with the birthday boy. Get to know him as your Lord, your Savior, the power in your life, your your healer, the one that forgives you, the one that loves you, the one that can give you wisdom. And I just want to end tonight by saying a prayer. It's a simple prayer that would basically just remind us what Christmas is all about, 
It's about the Savior. It's about the, the birthday boy, why we, we celebrate. It's about the one that can change your life for all of eternity. Let's just bow our heads right now. Lord, we just want to pray tonight. Lord, this is just a, a simple little reminder. This isn't full-on church. This is just that reminder that it's all about you. If we've never given you too much thought, if we don't know who Jesus, who you really are, Lord, I pray that we would get a little bit interested. I pray that we would look into it. I pray that we would ask around. I pray that, Father God, that you would be speaking to us, that you would be calling us into a relationship. Lord, we may not know you, but, Lord, I know you've been working in people's lives and in their hearts for a long time. But I, I pray that every one of us in this room would let Christmas remind us to take one step closer to you in the power that, that you have available. Lord, these people in, in Scripture, their lives were impacted and changed forever when they met you just as a baby. But Lord, we, knew, we know that you grew up to be something so much more than that, that you, you went to the cross for us, you taught us how to live, that you want to be our best friend in our lives, you want to be the Savior that would allow us to know you and experience heaven for all of eternity. You want to be our, our best friend. You want to bring healing to our lives and the brokenness. You want to give us purpose and direction, Lord, because we get lost sometimes and thrown astray. Jesus, I pray that every one of us tonight would take one step closer into getting to know you and who you really are and that you would show up in powerful ways in their lives. And I want to say a prayer right now. If, if you're someone that's just kind of, you came to the service and you, you're ready just to take a step closer to Jesus, whatever that may look like, it might look like that you're saying, you know what, I, I've been away from church, I've been away from God, and this is true, I need to seek his will in my life, and I think I could know him in a better way, and you know what, I, I need to, to be a Christian. I need to take a step of faith and follow Jesus and take a chance on him, see what he could do in my life. If that's you, I want to say a prayer with you, and I also like to pray if there's anybody in this room that you've been away from God for a long time. You know that you used to know him and you used to be active in your life and you used to be good friends with him and he would move in your life and stuff would happen, but it's been a long time and you know you need to come back to him. You know you need to rededicate your life. So I want to say a prayer right now just for those that need to take that big step forward to say, God, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes to you. I want to be a Christian. And for those of us that are saying, it's been a while, I've been away. I want to come back to that relationship I once had and see what you could do as you move in my life. If that's you, I'm just going to say a real simple prayer and we're going to let you have your Christmas Eve and go on your, your merry way. But I want to say a simple prayer with you and for you that could possibly change your very life and your eternity if you would just really mean it with all your heart. I'm going to pray for you and with you and I'm going to pray the words out loud. I'm going to ask right now that if you're seat, seated here, and you want to agree with me in this prayer, I'm not going to ask you to say it out loud in front of everybody. That might be kind of scary and hard to do. But I'm going to ask that you would let me know that we're praying together and that I'm leading you in this prayer. And you just pray this prayer with all your heart to God and he hears you and he'll do something starting here and now. But I just want to know who I'm praying with. And everybody's got their eyes closed and their heads bowed because we're praying right now. But if you'd like to say a prayer to really make Jesus your God, your friend, that you'd really get to know him for who he really is, or maybe come back to him because it's been a really long time. I'm just going to ask, if you want to say that prayer with me, that right now with everyone's eyes closed and heads bowed, that when I count to three, you would just lift your hand and you would just hold it up just to say, Pastor Carl, I, I just want to let you know I want to take this step towards Jesus right here and right now. So on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and just hold it up. I just want to know who I'm praying with. Ready? One, two, and three. If that's you, just lift your hand and I'm going to look around. Just please hold it up. I want to see. I got... I'm going to count you guys because I see a bunch of hands. I see one, two, three, 
4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, maybe, maybe in the back there too, 32. Go ahead and put your hands down. I saw about 32 people. If I didn't count you, God definitely saw you and he is so blessed right now. But just join me in this prayer in your heart of hearts. And I promise you, God will answer this prayer as you pray it to him and you begin to live your life for him. Just join me as I pray it out loud. You pray it in your heart. God, I'm here tonight. And Lord, I'm going to allow Christmas to remind me that I need you. I'm going to take advantage of the reminder of your celebration, Lord. This is your party. This is your birthday party, Lord. And I am telling you, I want to know the birthday boy. I want to know what life could be about. That life is more than just fun holidays and celebrations and me running my own life, but that there is a God in heaven that loved me enough to send his son to come down and die for my sins to have relationship with me. Lord, I am fully accepting of the payment that you prayed, paid for my, my sin, for my soul, for my heart, for my life. Lord Jesus, I believe that you came to this planet born a baby so that you could grow up and be my savior and die for my sins, rise again on the third day, conquer the grave, conquer sin, conquer death, all of that in my life for me so that I might know you. So Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, I fully accept all that you did for me. And from this moment on, I promise to live for you. Lord, I want to start a relationship with you from this moment on into eternity. Lord, I believe that I no longer have to fear death because I know where I'm going. I'm going to go hang out with my king for all of eternity, Lord. And I can't wait to to be there one day with you. But in the meantime, Lord, you are here to love me, to give me wisdom, to counsel me, to to bless me, to empower me. Lord, I'm saying all of that, I want it in my life. Lord, I promise to read my Bible, Lord, the book that's all about you, to hang out with other people that are Christians so I could learn more about you, Father God, so I could get baptized as a symbol of dying to my old self and being a new creation. Lord, I, I want all the power from your Holy Spirit that's available. Lord, I would love to see miracles in my life that would make my life better. And I believe you can do it. Lord, from this moment on, I'm yours. I will follow you. Thank you for being my God. Thank you for this Christmas that will change my eternity. Thank you, Father God. I follow you. I love you. And in Jesus' mighty name, we all said amen. Praise God and Merry Christmas, guys.